Man, that was awesome. Come on, come on, come on. Right here. Yep, right there, right there, right there, right there. Right there, right there. No, right there. There, the other there. There we go. That's it, right there. Okay. Um, they're going to help me out in just a second, and, and they're very imperative to what's happening here today. Um, and today we're talking about celebrating salvation, and I don't know about you, but some of my favorite commercials on TV right now are the Allstate commercials. You know the ones. It starts out with the guy saying, I'm mayhem, or I'm a teenage girl whose boyfriend has just broken up with her, or I'm your favorite football banner flying on your car. Uh, The point of those commercials is that life is unpredictable, and your cut rate insurance may not cover this. That's, That's the point of those commercials. And I received an email this past week that also fits in with this that had some interesting quotes about how life can be unpredictable. For instance, it was said in 1911 that airplanes are interesting toys, but they have no military value. Also, Popular Mechanics magazine once said, Computers in the future may weigh no more than 1.5 tons. Yes! (laughs) Looking forward to that day, because that thing I have is heavy, big old computer. Also, someone said, uh, Charles H. Duell said, Everything that can be invented has been invented. And one of my favorites is Albert Einstein's teacher. It doesn't matter what he does. He will never amount to anything. Um, I think we may have had the same teacher. Uh, (laughs) But life can be unpredictable. And one thing is for sure. When we hear the word of God and we believe it and we repent of our sins and we confess that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior. And when we are baptized for the forgiveness of our sins and to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we will never be the same. And when we do those things, we will be able to focus on the joy we have because of the freedom we have in salvation. And that, my friends, is something that's worth celebrating. So go ahead and celebrate that real quick. Yeah. Got to be like that. We got to be celebrating that. But today, as we get started, ask some of our younglings to help me out with a verse. Now, coincidentally, I was in their Sunday school class last week, and this is a verse that they learned, and it also goes really well with today's message. And I said, hey, will you guys memorize that verse, and will you just share it with everybody as part of my sermon? All right, so you guys stand up, stand up, right there, stand up. And very loudly, they're going to read to you, they're going to, excuse me, they're not going to read, they're going to recite to you 1 John 1, 9. Go ahead, guys. Now, that's, that's something to celebrate. All right. Back where you belong. Quick, before something happens. It's Family Sunday. We never know what's going to happen, but I just wanted to share that. The fruit is evident when our kids are excited to share Scripture with us. And uh, with that having been done, will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you again that we could be here, that we can celebrate freedoms that we have. We can celebrate salvation we have through your son. That we can celebrate with our younglings who are excited about your word. And Lord, I pray that you will just continue to open our hearts throughout the remainder of our time here today, that if there is something we need to do, if there's a response to your word, we will make it. We will not hold back. I pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be cleansed from all wickedness continually because I seem to get stuck in it sometimes. Last week, I talked with you about celebrating deliverance and the deliverance that we have in Jesus. 
And some of you, as, as you left, you stopped at the doors and you, and you prayed prayers of thanksgiving to God for delivering you through something. Some of you stopped at the doors and you prayed for the strength to begin the process of being delivered. And some of you prayed for the strength to forgive people that have hurt you in your past so that you would be able to celebrate deliverance. And some of you, as I found out this week, just weren't sure where to start. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the first step for some of you for deliverance. The first step is to hear the word of God and to let it cut you to the core and to respond accordingly. Um, I've got some scriptures in in this series that I want to share with you today. First one is from Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 19. Hebrews 3, 12 through 19, starting with verse 12 says, Watch out, brothers, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that departs from the living God. But encourage each other daily while it is still called today so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. Verse 14, for we have become companions of the Messiah if we hold firmly until the end of the the reality that we had at the start. As it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. Verse 16, for who heard and rebelled? Wasn't it really all who came out of Egypt under Moses? And who was, he, who was he provoked with for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And who did he swear to that they would not enter his rest, if not those who disobeyed? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. And we'll go into Hebrews chapter 4, and I'm going to skip down to verses 12 through 16. And verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, Penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the ideas and the thoughts of the heart. No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Are you hearing this? None of us are hidden from God. And not only that, we will be accountable to him for what we do and don't do with our life here on earth. Verse 14 Same chapter says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to that confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. Let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. It's all about timing for some of us. And I'm reminded of a medical student who was asked how much of a certain drug should be administered to a patient. He said real quickly, five grams, five grams. A minute later, he raised his hand and he said to the professor, I'd like to change my answer to the question. And the professor looked at his watch and he said, it's too late, son. Your patient has been dead for 40 seconds. Sincerity is no substitute for the truth. We need to make sure we have the truth now. It'll be too late to change our minds in eternity. We have the truth. It's God's word and it's here and it's among us. And today I'm going to give you the truth. And today things are going to be a little bit different. Not only is it Family Sunday, but we're going to approach the throne of grace with boldness today. I'm going to challenge you like I've never challenged you before because I want all of us to receive mercy and find grace. Right from the start, I need to let you know this. If at any time in this message, 
you are ready to be baptized, all you have to do is stand up and walk forward. There's not going to be an invitation at the end of this. It's your invitation starts now. If you've been waiting, it starts now. We've got outfits you can put on. We have people that are going to help you out. Miss Lillian is going to help out. And, and Mr. Joe Harris, they're going to meet you in the back. They will walk you through. If you didn't bring clothes, it's okay. We've got something you can put on. We've got towels. We have the water. We have everything that you will physically need. You are about to be presented with the truth of the word of God, which means the only thing you won't have when you walk out of here is an excuse for why you left here today and left salvation behind. Don't be like that med student. Don't wait until it's too late to change your answer. Because what you need to know about today is that about a month ago, I asked our elders and staff, I said, hey, I want you guys to start praying about today, about this day. I said, there, there are many times where I've walked out after a service and somebody said, you know, I was going to come forward, but I didn't. I was going to come to be baptized and I didn't. I was going to come for prayer and I didn't. I was going to come forward, dot, 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 but... I even had somebody ask me a while back, hey, when are you going to baptize me? I said, when you come forward and ask me to. You know who you are. Let me tell you something. In this room right now, and not to to be ugly, there are some people young and some people old and some people in between. Now's your opportunity. We are taking away all excuses. The baptistry is open. It's warm. It's clean. It's ready to go. And the reality is, if you can't come forward in in this room with people who love Jesus and who love you, even though they don't know what you've done because we don't care what you've done, here's your opportunity. I want to pray, and I'm going to get into this message, and my prayer is just that God will open your heart to his word. Father God, I thank you again. I thank you that your word is is what it says it is. It's it's sharp. It's it's good for judgment. It's good for rebuke. It's, It's good for wisdom and encouragement. Lord, I pray that your word will cut us to the quick. I pray that our response to your word will be true. Amen. I want you to understand, like I said, people have been praying for you today. The word of God, that it would speak boldly to you today. And that you would approach the throne of grace with boldness so that you may receive mercy and find grace. And and by the way, just FYI, if you're here today and you've been baptized and you're thinking, well, I did that 20 years ago or last year or whatever, you're not off the hook, okay? Because I am now commissioning you from this point forward, I want you to be praying for the people in this room that have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I want you to spend the next 20 minutes as I'm speaking, praying for the people in this room who are separated from God. You don't need to know their names because God knows who they are. Remember, if you're one of those people being prayed for, you will leave here today without excuse for walking away from salvation. There's a story about a Christian man who was, who was talking to a soap manufacturer about his faith. And the soap manufacturer said, I don't think much of your Christianity. It's been around all these years, and look at the mess that the human race is in. At this point, they passed a few kids playing in the mud at the side of the road, and the, and the Christian said, well, what about your soap? It's been around longer than Christianity, and look at the mess those kids are in. Ah, the soap man said, my soap is only effective as and when it's applied. That is just like Christianity. It's just like the Word of God. It's only effective when you apply it to your life. Reading it and saying, well, that's a nice story, doesn't make it effective. Reading it 
and hearing it and believing it and acting on it. That's what makes it effective. It's time to apply, brothers and sisters. It's time to apply what you know is the truth. It's time for us to start living our lives in celebration because we have a God that offers salvation to us. Amen? Amen. Don't wait. Don't just sit there because today is your day of no more excuses. It's like the guy who was visiting an ill lawyer in the hospital and he found his friend sitting up in bed, frantically flipping through the Bible. He says, what are you doing? And the lawyer replied, I'm looking for loopholes. Don't. Don't look for loopholes at the end of your life. Look for the ways to live a life fulfilled. You know, if anybody could have looked for loopholes, it could have been Zacchaeus. But instead of looking for loopholes, he went looking for Jesus. And as our salvation sermon today, if you want, it's going to be on the story of Zacchaeus. And you're probably thinking, well, that's odd. (laughs) Wasn't looking for that. It goes like this. Um, Zacchaeus could have been looking for loopholes, but instead he went looking for Jesus. And I want you to be like Zacchaeus today. I want you to be looking for Jesus. Do you remember that Zacchaeus, he wanted to see Jesus. So what did he do? Kids, what did Zacchaeus do? He climbed up in the tree so he could see Jesus. But Jesus had a bigger plan for Zacchaeus. Don't just sit there. Zacchaeus was in the wrong place at the right time. Here's what I mean by that. You could almost say he was the first pew warmer. Because he climbed up in that tree and he sat. Or maybe he held on, but he wasn't going anywhere. He was just there to see. He wanted to see the show. Jesus was coming through. And there he is sitting in the tree to see Jesus. But Jesus had a bigger plan for him. Don't just sit there today. Walk out saying, and, and walk out saying, I should have gone forward. Jesus has a bigger plan for you than just sitting here. Whether you're already a Christian or you're still waiting to be a Christian, Jesus has a bigger plan for you than just sitting here on Sunday mornings. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, but Jesus wanted to see Zacchaeus as a changed man. And the religious people were furious. The Bible says they mocked Jesus for going to the house of a tax collector and for eating with him. Now, I don't know why you came here today. Maybe you wanted to see Jesus, and guess what? He wants to see you a changed person. Look at what happens when Jesus comes into your house. Luke 19 says in verse 8, But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor, Lord. And if I've extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. That's repentance. That is realizing you have been less than average and then allowing that realization to change you. Saying, I don't want to be that anymore. I want to walk away from that. I want a fresh start. Jesus said in verse 9 to Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. That last verse, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Is that you? Are you lost? Are you just thinking, you know, today, well, Zacchaeus, he was just a tax collector and a little bit of a cheat. Those things are forgivable. But the things I've done, why? Why would God want to forgive me? How could he forgive me? Listen, what you've done is not unforgivable. Where you've been is not unforgivable. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are, yet is without sin. Come on. Um, (laughs) 
you never know how that's going to go. <laughs> Visitors, that's my son, and he's 10. Um, hey, bring him out real quick before he starts. Oh, is he coming over here? All right. Um, what you need to know, too, we didn't plan today just for Dylan to get baptized, but before he was born, I started praying that he would have wisdom beyond his years. And when he was like four, we were in a church in Florida, and somebody was baptized. His grandfather was preaching about it. And then he says to me, I want to get baptized. And I was like, why? He said, I want to go to heaven. And then I was like, okay, too much wisdom, Lord. Let's back it down a notch. <laughs> I wasn't ready for him to be that smart. And, and since then, we've had a lot of conversations. And, and in the last few months, we've really had some, some conversations. And so, um, okay, there's your moment. Um, so Dylan, <laughs> Dylan's going to get baptized today. And that, as a father, is, makes an amazing Sunday right there. Um, and so I'm going to take his confession. Um, and, and I'm glad you all are here to share this with us. Uh, come over here. And uh, we'll do all official. I get to hold your hand. I need you to repeat after me. I believe, I believe that Jesus is the Christ. That Jesus is the Christ. The Son of the living God. The Son of the living God. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Can I get an amen, parents? I accept him. My Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I'm going to pray, and uh, he's going to change. I'm going to go back and change. We're going to sing a song. Now, if any of y'all are still sitting on the edge of your seat thinking, maybe I should do that, the time is now, okay? Don't waste this moment. If you're thinking about maybe you will or maybe you won't spend eternity in heaven, if you're questioning that you got baptized 40 years ago and you're not sure where it is in life, just make this happen. There's, there's no excuse. Father God, I thank you. I thank you so much for Dylan. I thank you for the heart that you've given him. And I thank you that um, he's just been a great kid already. But I know uh, I've only asked one thing of him, and that's to be the greatest man of God for his generation. And um, I pray that you will, you will continue to guide him in that. I pray that you will give Mitzi and I wisdom and, and and the love and, the, and what we need to continue to disciple and lead him. And I pray uh, that our church family will also walk along with us and uh, hold us accountable to being the, the parents and the, and the um, example that we need to be for him. I thank you for the decision he's made today. And it's just a, it's an exciting time, Lord, to know that, that rejoicing is happening in heaven right now because of my boy. It's in your son's name, I pray. Amen. All right, you're going to go back here. And they're going to get you set up. Amen. Huh? Yeah. Um, yes, sir. Josh, how you doing, brother? All right. Um, I'm going to take Josh's confession. I've, I've known him. Here, come over here so I can pick this up a little bit. Um, about a year, a little over a year now, and uh, he's been coming. And man, I'm stoked. This is awesome. Um, Josh, just repeat after me. I believe. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. That Jesus is the Christ. The Son of the Living God. The Son of the Living God. And I accept Him as my Lord and Savior. And I accept Him as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna pray with Josh. He's gonna go change, and we're gonna do this again. So. Father God, I just thank you. Uh, I thank you for Josh and, and what you've put on his heart today, Lord, uh, to no longer hold back, uh, to start fresh, to be 
born of you and, and to live boldly for you. And I just thank you for that and for his decision for that. And I just pray again for, for everyone in this room that we will be accountable to him, that, that he will never be alone from this day forward, that, that we, will, we will encourage him, that we will, we will be there for him, we'll walk alongside him as he continues to grow in his faith. And I just thank you for that. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Joe's going to get you hooked up. Check it out. Yeah. Let me know. Is there somebody else? Oh, okay. Check, talk with him. Let me know. I'm ready. So, you know, we had plan A and B, and, you know, sometimes those don't really matter because people just start hanging out. Wow. Hmm? Are you going to go back then? We got another song if you want to. Wait. They're going to sing another song then. <laughs> I'm going to continue on. Family Sunday and start calling it No Excuses Sunday. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, again, verse 15 says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are, yet is without sin. Let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at that proper time. Are you ready? These guys are ready. Are you ready to be like Zacchaeus? Make a change in your life, whatever it is. Don't get comfortable in your sin. That's not where you want to be. It's not who you were designed to be. It's not who you were designed to reflect. Don't get comfortable where you are. There's an old saying, just because a mouse is born in a biscuit tin doesn't make it a biscuit. Just because you were born in a garage, it doesn't make you a car. And just because I want to be painfully clear today, just because you were being born into a Christian family, that doesn't make you a Christian. You still have a choice to make, even if you were born into a Christian home. Your parents' faith won't save you, kids. Your parents' belief won't bring you salvation. We all come to an age where we have to make that decision. And I'll tell you this. There's only one way. There are not many roads that lead to an eternity in heaven. There's one, and it's narrow. And at times it may seem like a lonely, rocky road. But I have resolved this, that I would rather be lonely here on earth with just a few people and walk a narrow road with with faithful people than to be the most popular person in hell. Do you remember the quotes that I shared about life being unpredictable at the beginning of this message? The one that sticks with me is about Einstein's teacher saying, It doesn't matter what he does, he will never amount to anything. And that's exactly what Satan does to us. He convinces us time and time again that we will never amount to anything. He finds our one weakness and he exploits it. 
and we let him. And that, and that tape, if you will, of Satan telling us how worthless we are continues to play over and over and over in our heads. What about you? What tape plays over in your mind that keeps you from taking a risk or trying again? What tape is playing in your mind that keeps you from coming forward and accepting Christ as your Savior and submitting yourself to baptism? I don't know what may be holding you back. You're in a room with people, like I said earlier, who love Jesus and who will also love you. Don't fear the walk to the front. Fear walking out this door and living life without hope. Today you've heard God's word and it requires a response. Even if you choose to do nothing, you have still responded to the word of God. My prayer has been that you would respond like they did on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, verse 37 and 38. When they heard this, they came under deep conviction and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what must we do? Repent, Peter said to them, and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He goes on, For the promises for you and for your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. It's funny how the word of God transcends so many years and still fits right where we are. It's quite simple. I've said many times in my life, my one goal is to get to heaven and take as many people with me as I can. Not out of my strength or my goodness, but just being a vessel for the Lord to work through. I pray that will be a goal for us as a church, especially as a church that sets its focus on impacting our community for Christ. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for for hearts that have been stirred up, for lives that are changed, for people who are making a fresh start. And I know, Lord, that, that you're still working on some people's hearts. I pray that as we get ready to leave here today, that your word... It will just resonate in us. I pray that you will watch over us, lead us, guide us, that we will follow your vision, your leading as individuals and as a church, as your church. And I thank you for what you've done here today. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen.